Good morning. Happy Monday. I'm Greg. Welcome to the Daily Bible Wrap-Up. Today's readings that we're going to go through. Psalm 119, 1-8. 1 Thessalonians 1-216. through 216, and Jeremiah 18-20. through 20. So let's just dig right in. So in the psalm, as I learn your righteous regulations, I will thank you by living as I should. I will obey your decrees. I think of how I lived before I knew Christ. I knew of him as a Catholic, hanging on the cross in the church behind the priest, priest giving mass, saying mass. But I didn't know him. Nor did I know of God's plan, God's story. Didn't know of the Bible. I knew of some passages that were done as readings, but didn't really know how everything tied together. There was no context, if you will. I'm not saying that Catholics don't read the Bible. It's just I don't remember ever being encouraged to do so. It was just go to Mass, day of obligation. So I didn't know the entirety of the story, and because of that, I didn't know God. And because of not knowing God, I didn't obey his decrees because I didn't understand them. As I learned more, learned the entirety of the Bible, I felt regret for some of the ways I had acted, but then I realized I was a spiritually immature child. I think that there's also much to be said about if you, you, you sometimes have to go through things in life that are negative in order to reach the positive. It's probably the best way to say that. Well, now I know better. And so my expression of thankfulness to God is to try to live as I should. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. Not even close. But there's that intentionality there. And turning back to old ways would be turning my back on God. And as we know through the totality of reading the Bible, that that's never a good thing. I am thankful that I've lived long enough in time to not only realize and learn that, but to be able to begin to put into practice those things that are necessary to be a citizen of heaven. New Testament, we're beginning 1 Thessalonians 1 is where we start. Usually we start in the first chapter of any new book. First letter to Thessalonica, or maybe it's Thessalonica. I'll have to look that up. From Paul, Silas, and Timothy. Now the Thessalonians appear to be solid believers. So you can see this in verse 6, quote, So you received the message with joy from the Holy Spirit in spite of severe suffering it brought you. Now as a result, Paul says that they are an example to all believers in Greece. Paul notes that they were treated badly at Philippi, which I, I really didn't get from reading Philippians. I have to think about that more. It seemed like that there was more struggle there, yes. And that quote, verse 4, our purpose is to please God and not people. 
They were like children among the Thessalonians, that's verse 7, and worked hard among them, verse 9. Paul is thankful that the Thessalonians' faith shows the hard work of their ministry, even though prosecution for their faith by their own countrymen was one result. Again, the theme that being a Christ follower is not supposed to be the easy walk. I don't know where sometimes people get that that idea. If you're a true Christ follower, it's not easy. It's it's not comfort all the time. It's not supposed to be comfortable is what I'm trying to say. And I think kind of going off off track from my notes here for a second. I get the feeling sometimes that some aspects of Christianity, maybe call it Western Christianity, has become more, more molded to what people want for comfort as opposed to what being bold in the faith means. Now, it's often quite hard. As I said, persecution does exist today, even in subtle ways. And more than once, I have been cautioned that being bold in the faith may result in lost business. Well, you know, I've been open about the fact that my whole business, the security business, has been a God walk for me. It was a walk of faith. I left a perfectly well-paying, secure job as CISO for a bank in order to start this walk. I thought that small and mid-sized businesses needed to have that experience of those of us who have done this full-time for a long time. That was my calling. That was my God nudge. I resisted it at first, but God tends to nudge a little bit harder. And as I've said many times before, the best answer when God nudges you is yes. And so I did. So since I've mentioned this several times, many times, I'm constant about it since 2017. Because of that, how could I deny using that platform to praise God through words and actions? I can't. I think sometimes one of the reasons why God put that there is to do exactly that. And so I'm going to do that. That's the walk of obedience. If it means lost business, then that's not God's plan for me. I'm living out God's plan for me by being obedient. That's the final summation right there. Old Testament, we are still in Jeremiah. Jeremiah 18 is another message comparing what God will do with his people as a potter does to clay when the first attempt of making a job, a job, a jar, does not turn out as hoped. So you're trying to make this jar thing, you got it going on the wheel and it just kind of like flops down. Think of a scene from Ghost, if you've ever seen the, it's been what, that's an old movie now, 30 years. Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore, love that movie. Wouldn't exactly call it biblically correct, but it is a nice romance movie. A little bit of fantasy. Um, Jeremiah tells the people that the disaster is coming and the people must repent. So the, the jar reference is that the people hadn't turned out as hoped. Quote from verse 12, the people, but the people replied, don't waste your breath. We will continue to live as we want to stubbornly following our own evil desires. See that today? 
Then the people plot against Jeremiah because they don't like his message. You also see that today. Some who slander Christians calling us hateful because they don't like the message that Christ brings. Jeremiah is frustrated because like Christians today, he wants to help the people. That's something I don't get where it's like where people will say that Christians are, are hateful. If you're truly a Christ follower, there's nothing but love in your heart. Quote from verse 20, should they repay evil for good? This is kind of emphasizing Jeremiah's frustration. Um, in Jeremiah 19, it's another jar message here. So another jar analogy. Now, everyone knows of and used jars back then. It's a common thing. And, and so using that analogy is good for making the message more easily and universally understood. It's a good storytelling technique. Jeremiah says Jerusalem will, Jerusalem will be reduced to ruins because of their sin of turning from God. And he smashes the jar to illustrate the shattering of the people of Judah. Now, we go to Jeremiah 20. This wasn't well received by all. The temple priest Pashur had Jeremiah arrested for this preaching. Now, Jeremiah, upon his release, I believe it was the next day, basically renamed Peshir, Peshir, the man who lives in terror, and says that Peshir's family will be carried off to Babylon. Now, Jeremiah then laments to God that God misled him first, yet then he praises God, yet then he wishes he had not been born. He's clearly very troubled. As we see to end today's readings from verse 18, quote, Why was I ever born? My entire life has been filled with trouble, sorrow, and shame. That's it for today. Hope you have a wonderfully blessed day. And that, as always, you walk by the Spirit today. Take care. Mm -hmm.